The following is a Thunderbolt West Media production. What is this war on farming all about? I'm going to talk about that today and more. You are listening to the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show with Jim Calhoun. The storm was coming, the sky was on fire, fear was in their eyes. It's my opinion that we should be prepared to lean on our faith and be able to step out on the sea. Thanks for tuning in to the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show. I'm your host, Jim Calhoun. This show features off-grid topics such as creating your own power, gardening, homesteading, and other issues related to off-grid living. I also seek to educate my listeners about survival and prepping, and I'll talk about anything from government corruption to chemtrails. Also, I feel that our constitutional republic is worth saving so I never miss an opportunity to do my part in helping to save our republic. I have two main goals for this show. Number one, to help you build your faith in God. And number two, to help each listener become as self-sufficient as possible. This show originates at the Harmony Barn Studios, located near Hershey, Nebraska, in the United States of America. The Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show airs on global shortwave stations WBCQ, Monticello, Maine, at frequency 7.490, and also on WRMI, Radio Miami International, on frequency 5850. And you can tune in to Key Radio, 89.3 FM, in Osage Beach, Missouri. And this show is also available on demand on Spreaker, Anchor, Podpoint, Podpage, and Red Circle. My email address is jim at offgridliving.faith and be sure to visit my website, which is offgridliving.faith. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. I really do appreciate it. Well, today I have a show that I'm going to focus on one or two issues. And I think this issue is something that needs to be talked about. Everyone needs to know about it. And although it concerns farming, if you eat, you're involved with the farmer, and that would mean everyone. And so I think that you need to listen to this very carefully. And if you're a business owner, especially a small business owner, I think you really need to pay attention to what I'm going to talk about today. Well, it seems that we have an awful lot of things happening in the world right now that are seemingly insane. And one of the most insane things out there is this war on farming. And a lot of people in the United States would kind of laugh at that, say, war on farming, what are you talking about? And when I do try to talk to local farmers and try to tell them to wake up, they say, oh, that'll never happen here. That's just silly. And they won't listen. And so I'm going to ask a few questions, 
and I want you to answer them to yourself very honestly. Do you think that the world is being run by a group of elitists? I do. Do you think these elitists have our best interest at heart? Well, I don't. Do you think that these oligarchs and these so-called world leaders, these elitists, do you think that their power stops at the edge of our borders? Or do you think that their power extends throughout most of the world? Well, I think it does. I think it extends almost everywhere. And I think the same powers that be, these elitists, that are basically running our government right now, also run the government in the United Kingdom and France and Germany and all the other Western countries. Just look at the Davos group and all the different countries that are represented at that meeting every year. I mean, it's just a who's who of who's running all the countries. But yet they go to this Davos group to get their marching orders. And I assume most of you would agree with me that this elite group that are not elite at all, that their power extends to other countries. And so what happens in Europe most likely is happening because of the elites. Some of them are from North America. Some of them are from Europe. Some of them are from possibly Australia or Asia or other parts of the world. But make no mistake about it. The same brain trust, if you want to call it that, that is trying to orchestrate things in Europe is the exact same brain trust that is trying to orchestrate things in North America. And so Canadian farmers and American farmers listen really close. If you've answered correctly as far as what is really going on, as far as how these elites are trying to do everything in their power to gain more power, and farmers and ranchers know that land is power. Land is the basis of your collateral. And I think your very existence is going to hinge on you waking up. And I'm going to try to wake you up today. First of all, I want you to go to sources, not YouTube, but BitChute and other free speech platforms that actually will show you what's going on. The farmers in Europe right now are fighting for their very existence. The farmers in the Netherlands and in Germany and in France, also in Belgium. The globalists are using the climate change hoax to try to shut down farms. And so this creates an alliance between three groups. First of all, the climate change Nazis that want to control everything in the name of saving the planet are joined by the eugenicists that want everyone dead. And then there's the oligarchs that also are in this that are very much for those first two groups. And they're the large corporations that want to control the world's economy. They want to control every country. And the most independent people, as far as businesses go, are farmers and ranchers. Very stubborn people, very independent. And what we're seeing is the elimination of farming done by these three groups. And when they combine, they have an awful lot of power. And let's not forget that these oligarchs and these elites can go in and buy anything they want as far as influence or policy changes. They just go in and say, what do you want for this? 
will pay you whatever price. And if you don't think that doesn't happen, just look at Carrie Lake. What happened to her in that bribe from that so-called Republican leader in Arizona that actively bribed her? And you may not be able to find that on YouTube either. Again, on BitChute, you'll find a lot of videos that have the audio of the bribe that was attempted. And thank God, Carrie Lake turned him down. And I'm glad that the scoundrel has resigned, and I hope that he faces some sort of punishment for what he's done. And so you have people like Macron in France and Biden in the United States and Trudeau in Canada. You don't really think that those guys don't sell themselves to the highest bidder? Well, of course they do. And the highest bidder is going to pay them handsomely for them to demonize farming. And you might say, well, this is all silly. I mean, everyone eats. What do they want? People to starve? Well, the short answer is yes. The eugenicists definitely want to starve the planet down to get rid of our population. And the people that claim to be for the planet, well, they want to get rid of people also. But I really don't think that's the long-term agenda of the group that funds the first two groups the climate change Nazis and the eugenicists need funding. And where do they get their funding? From the elites. And so they're already one and the same in lots of ways. Now look at the situation real close. What happens when farming is made criminal? What happens if they destroy the whole industry? let's say the beef industry, which I'm going to talk about in a few minutes. If they destroy the beef industry totally, and they destroy farming, and they legislate it out of business, they make everything that you do on the farm illegal, such as cutting a tree down or fertilizing or plowing your fields. And don't think they won't do it, because these so-called leaders, the Bidens and Trudeaus and, and Macrons and all these other puppet leaders, they're all for sale. So why do you think that they're demonizing farming? Well, it's part of the New World Order. It's part of the Agenda 2030. And one of the main cornerstones of that is you will own nothing and be happy. Farmers and ranchers listen close. And small business people. You will own nothing and be happy. You will own no land. You will own no livestock. You will own nothing. All of your machinery, you won't be able to use it if you have it. You'll be forced to sell it because you won't have any money. Now, why do you suppose they want to break all the farmers? Well, that's pretty easy. They want to control the land. And these big corporations... And I'm not going to name any, but they're the mega corporations that always seem to come up when you're talking big ag and big box store and all the oligarchs, all the people that have just almost unlimited cash, especially when they join forces. They will swoop in and buy all the land at pennies on the dollar, or else they'll have the governments just confiscate the land and give it to them. And so all of the farmers out there are going to be run out of business. 
all of the ranchers are going to be run out of business. And all of the small businesses that can't be controlled are going to be run out of business. That's their plan. It's a land grab. And once the land is in the hands of the government or the oligarchs, it will never ever be privately held by family farms or small business concerns. We'll never ever have a chance again at becoming a farmer or a small businessman or a rancher. And so they want to demonize food. They want to starve a lot of people to death. And after the people are starved and they're dead and the farmers are broke and their willpower is broke as well as their pocketbook, well, that's when they're going to swoop in like vultures and they're just going to take what they want. And that's their plan. I want you to really think about this as you're shaking your head and saying, wow, that's pretty wild. Go to BitChute, B-I-T-C-H-U-T-E dot com, and do a web search and look for videos of the farmers' protests in Europe. And I want you to watch protest after protest, farmers all over Europe that are trying their hardest to save their land and to save their occupation. I remember back in the 70s, we had the parity movement for farming. And there were a lot of tractor convoys that were heading towards Washington, D.C. Well, that was purely economical, which, of course, makes whether you're going to be able to keep your land or not, for sure. But this movement to criminalize farming is much more intense. Not only do they want your product not to be able to be grown, but they want to break anyone that will help you sell it. They're boxing us all into a corner. Now I'm going to talk about the beef industry. Now, cattle prices are high. And that's really good for producers because I've been around ranching my entire life and I've seen some really hard times. I've seen eras in ranching where maybe every three or four years you might break even and maybe once every six years you'd actually make money. And that was the case during the 70s and 80s when it didn't pay to be farming. It didn't pay very well, that's for sure. And it didn't pay well to run cattle. Well, we have these high prices that are really helping the producer. And while I'm not knocking that, I have to call it how I see it. They're pricing beef out of the market of the common person. People go to the grocery store, they go to the meat department, they check prices and they're buying pork and chicken. And the pork and chicken industries are already controlled by big ag. It used to be 30 and 40 years back and earlier that you had producers that had small hog operations, but they pretty well broke the pork industry. And after they broke the pork industry, the entire pork production, as far as the serious pork production, was snagged up by the oligarchs and the big ag. And the small-time producer just was left in the cold. Cattlemen, take notice. You're on the list to have the same thing happen to you. First of all, they're going to price it to where people can't afford it. Then after people get used to not having beef for a week, a month, a year, ten years, all of a sudden, people learn they can live without it. 
and then the prices are going to tumble. You're not going to have near the demand for your product. And they're doing that on purpose right now. Plus, these idiots that call themselves elites think that cows are ruining the planet, which is absolutely absurd. But what they're doing is they're setting the ranchers up for a fall. And as the ranchers are getting a little bit healthy financially, trying to catch up for some of the lean years, I've noticed that most of the ranchers are buying new tractors and new machinery and new vehicles. And I think a lot of ranches actually really needed that upgrade. So I'm not cutting anybody down for doing that. But it costs an awful lot of money to maintain this new machinery. And the average person can't work on it. And if it's a GPS type of a tractor or implement, well, the GPS can just be shut off by someone in the government or some oligarch or some elitist somewhere, maybe even a hacker. And so you're being put into a corral, and they're almost ready to shut the gate. Now, I don't know what to do about this because it's huge. You know the saying, you can't see the forest because of the trees. Well, that really fits here. This is so big, this movement to outlaw agriculture is so big that the average person in agriculture just can't see it. And if you try to wake them up to it, they think you're crazy. Well, in Nebraska, it seems that the county commissioners, they must know something. Because there are counties, and fortunately I live in one, that as you drive in the county, across the county line, there will be a sign that says, this county is a livestock-friendly county. And so they're passing laws as far as the county, county laws that support agriculture. And for lack of a better term, they're making it a sanctuary area to where they're going to stand up and make sure that agriculture continues in their county. And there's quite a few of those in Nebraska. Now, why do you suppose the county commissioners would want to go to the trouble to make such policies? Well, they see it coming. They know that somewhere down the line they're going to have to fight to keep the farms. And we have things happening in Europe that are absolutely insane. And make no mistake, those things are coming to the United States. As soon as the farms in Europe are defunct and the land is owned now by the oligarchs and maybe even Bill Gates, who knows, then these farmers are just out. They're done. Then they're going to turn their attention on North America. That's what their plan is. I know I've talked to several farmers that just don't believe me. They don't even think there's any problems in Europe. And so do your research. Go look and watch these farmers as they fight for their livelihood. They're fighting for their families. And North American farmers... The farmers in Europe may not know this, but they're fighting for you as well. And so we need to show solidarity with our fellow farmers worldwide. They're under assault. Make no mistake, all this world war and all the pandemics and all these fake vaccines and 
All this is going on for one reason, and that's to depopulate the planet. They want you and me and everyone else that they deem as unessential dead. And they're working really hard to see that happens. Now, we can put our head in the sand and say, oh, well, Jim's just a crackpot. That's not going to happen. Well, it's happening. Just go to BitChute, watch the videos of the farmers as they fight to save their property. Now imagine that that's a county near you, or maybe the county you live in. What side are you going to choose? Are you going to choose the people that are trying to starve everyone and steal the land? Or are you going to stand with the farmers who feed you? And if you're a farmer in North America, are you going to stand with your brothers and sisters in Europe that are fighting the fight against the globalists? Like I say, they're fighting for you. They're fighting for me. It's something we all need to get our head around. This whole world situation does not need to be this way. The craziness, the transgender, the little boys that think they're little girls, and the drag queen story time, and all that garbage doesn't need to happen. It's all orchestrated. All of this global warming and global cooling and climate change and it's all just so much garbage to steal the land and to starve you and me to death. All you have to do is look overhead and look at all the chemicals that are coming down on you every day and ask yourself, why do I feel so tired? How come I've always got the sniffles? How come I catch colds real easy? How come I can't catch my breath? A lot of that has to do with what you're breathing. And you're breathing what the elites want you to breathe. And they're spraying you every day like an insect. And we look up and we see it and we go, oh yeah, chemtrails. And then we just, fat, dumb, and happy, just go on ahead with our day. We're going to have to really get real here, folks. And the reality of what's going on is so evil that most people can't even comprehend it. I wish I didn't see what I'm seeing. I wish I didn't hear what I'm hearing. But I do feel that once God wakes you up, the more you wake up, the more he wakes you up. And you start seeing things everywhere. Signs. Just like the counties designating themselves as livestock sanctuary counties or livestock friendly counties. You would never see that sign in any other time period. And then you look at the border that Texas is trying to defend the United States. Even Arizona hasn't joined Texas, and I think that's disgraceful. But all of the diseases that are coming across, we have measles outbreaks, we have tuberculosis, we have smallpox. We have things in this country that we haven't had in a long time, and we have it on a massive scale. And so they're spraying us from above. They're exposing us to all sorts of toxic people that are bringing in all sorts of diseases that we have no immunity to. And now they're trying to outlaw farming. And they're doing it by stealing water rights and mineral rights. They're doing it by just taking over the entire industry like they did the hog industry. And the price of fertilizer and the price of actually maintaining your land in a way that you need to, to grow the modern style of crops. The cost is just through the roof. And all it would take is one hiccup 
to break a lot of farmers. I live in an area that's pretty unique. If you go east and west, it's farm country. If you go north and south, it's ranch country. And anyone that drives through Nebraska on Interstate 80 thinks that Nebraska is relatively flat and is a farming state. But anyone that would go north and south through Nebraska, especially west-central Nebraska or the Panhandle, would say that Nebraska is definitely just a ranch country. And that's all it is. And so we have farmers and ranchers both here that their farms and ranches go back generations. We have many ranches throughout the Sand Hills that have been in the same family for 125 to 130 years. And everything they have is paid for. Their land is paid for. Their cows are paid for. Their machinery is paid for. They're going to be really hard to root them out. That's why I think that they've made the price of beef high. And so the consumer will no longer buy it. And what's going to happen is they're going to come in and break the ranchers by making their product not only unaffordable, but no one's going to want it. They're just going to lose the taste for it. I know a lot of people that never ate pork. They eat lots of pork. They eat a lot of pork and hardly any beef just to save money. And it might take a few years to break some of these old ranches that everything's paid for. But if they can ruin the beef industry, and let's just say that by decree, that illegitimate Joe Biden, who is senile and I think a horrible human being, what would happen if he would say, in the name of global warming or in the name of climate change, I am now going to sign an executive order that every cow has to be slaughtered in the entire country? Now, would he ever do that? Well, a sane and rational person would say, no, I don't think he would. But in a sane and rational world, of course you'd say he wouldn't. But in a world that's controlled by, I think, insanity, who knows? And I'm going to be talking to the small business owners on the second half of the show and show you kind of the same thing. We're all going to have to band together. People who believe in the true American way people who believe in the Constitution, people who believe on lib life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, people who believe in the rule of law, people who believe in sanity, we're going to have to stick together because Satan and his minions in their insanity are ruining the entire world right now. And they're going to try to take as many people with them because I think that Satan knows he just has a short time. And so he's working overtime. And so we're going to have to work overtime ourselves and understand that what we're seeing is not normal. There's never been a time ever in the history of mankind that they actively are talking about making farming a criminal offense. And of course, look at what they're doing to the Amish farmers. They're going into the Amish communities. They're finding out who butchers her own cows and who milks their own cows and who sells eggs and who has beehives and things like that. And they're going in and they're using all sorts of excuses to confiscate the Amish farmer's property. Now, they're not confiscating their land yet, but they're confiscating their crops. Now, how long can you be a farmer if you have no crops to sell? 
And they're using the Amish because, well, the Amish are strange, you know. They, they're kind of odd. And so people kind of look back and grab their bowl of popcorn and watch this happen and say, I wonder how this is going to play out. Well, I'm going to tell you that we're all Amish farmers because it's going to come to us. And on a much more sinister note, we have Israel committing genocide in the Gaza Strip. And eventually, you and me and everyone else, we are all going to be Palestinians. That is what the ruling elite has in store for us. Endless wars, starvation, societal collapse. These people are immune to all of this. They've made themselves immune to it, and now they're going to make us pay for their insanity. And so I really think that we need to understand that we have a land grab going on right now, and farmers and ranchers have absolutely no power as a voting bloc. There's not very many of them. And there is no lobby in Washington, D.C. for the family farmer. Now, Big Ag does have lobbyists, and laws are passed to help Big Ag get bigger. And so Big Ag can give the corrupt politicians more money. All you have to do is follow the money and look at what they're trying to do. We need to wake up to the fact that this is their plan, and then we can start making our own plans of how to counter what is about to befall the North American farmers and ranchers. Make no mistake, you're like a deer out grazing, not knowing that a hunter has you in his sights. It's time to wake up and smell the wind and understand that if you don't move right now, the hunter's going to get you. So I ask you to please consider my words and wake up. I would ask that you donate to this program to keep it on the air. I take checks, money orders, or cash. And it's because of your donation that I'm able to bring you the show each week. You would make the check out to Thunderbolt West Media. You would mail to Thunderbolt West Media. P.O. Box 163. P.O. Box 163. Hershey. Nebraska. Hershey, Nebraska. The zip code is 69143. I would like for each of my listeners to send me an email to let me know how you listen to this program. Whether by radio, podcast, or one of the video casts, I'd really appreciate it. That helps me plan the future direction of this program. And I want to assure all of my listeners... I don't keep any emails or email addresses. And so your email address is 100% safe with me. It will go no farther than my inbox. And my email address is jim at offgridliving.faith. And I invite you to visit the website, which is offgridliving.faith, where you'll find links to more information on the show. And also, you can access every one of my Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show episodes on my website. Again, that's offgridliving.faith. If you're listening on frequency 7490, you're listening to the planet WBCQ, Monticello, Maine. And if you're listening to 5850, you're in tune with WRMI, Radio Miami International. 
And if you're tuned in to 89.3 FM, you're listening to Key Radio, Osage Beach, Missouri. Welcome back to the second half of the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show. This is Jim Calhoun, and I really appreciate you tuning in today. And before I get back into today's topics, I'd like to thank those who have sent in contributions to keep the show on the air. And I want to say a special shout-out to Steve and Gloria. Thank you so much for your donation. I do appreciate it, and I'm glad you enjoy the show. Right now, we have warmongers, and we have the One World Government people, and the, the crazies are out, folks. And when you have illegals that are crossing the border in record numbers, and the government's handing them money and giving them all sorts of benefits as they show up, when we have veterans who are homeless on the street, folks, we have big problems everywhere you look. And I could make a show off of any of hundreds of things that are happening that just shouldn't be happening right now. And as I'm talking about the farmers and the plight of people just trying to save their land and save their house and their livelihood. It seems just bizarre to me that I'm even talking about this. But as a young child growing up, I've mentioned several times I hung around quite a few old men. And I heard from almost every old man I talked to would say, boy, things are going to get rough. I see it coming. And they also told me that it's a shame that you didn't grow up in the America that I grew up in. And I grew up in the 1960s and 1970s. And I really feel like I experienced America in many good ways. I think that maybe some of the America I missed was some of the earlier America of taming the land and the things that happened all through the 19th and early through the 20th century. And these old men, that's what they experienced. They experienced the first cars and the first airplanes and all of that. And of course, I didn't experience that, but I think I experienced America that was real. And as I look at the news and see how things are being bent out of shape, how I have to talk about governments trying to make farming illegal, I never thought in my lifetime that such a thought would ever cross anyone's mind to make something as vital as farming and agriculture in general a criminal offense. And also, I did not envision all the crazies that we have everywhere, these crazy environmentalists and these crazy eugenicists and the mad scientists with their poison vaccines and all the things that we've been going through. And so, as I try to present a show of knowledge as far as how to live off-grid, it seems like I'm being derailed by just the conditions of the world. And so in future episodes, I'm going to do my best to get things back to the normal topics that I want to talk about. But I just can't stick my head in the sand and watch my country just disintegrate and talk about some other topic as if the situation that I see is a watchman on the wall. I see a situation. I don't want to ignore it. But I do appreciate everyone who writes and sends me an email. 
I'm getting to know an awful lot of my listeners, and I want to tell you that my listeners are probably the most wonderful people in the world. Now, I know every talk show host says that, but I think I could back that up. The cards, letters, emails, and the things I receive are just very heartwarming. And so thank you, folks, for caring. Thank you for praying for me. And thank you for listening to this show. I really do appreciate it. And as always, I don't do this show for me. I really don't care if anyone knows who I am. I'm not doing the show for fame or fortune, because definitely not a fortune in this business. But I'm doing this show for you, because I want to help you and your family survive in these very hard times. Well, I think this episode is very important because as I took a little break here between recording the first and second half, I went to refresh my memory as far as watching some of the videos on BitChute. And all I did was just search for farmers and hundreds and hundreds of farm tractors, sometimes thousands. And they're spraying manure on the buildings and they're burning tires and they're burning buildings and they're blocking roads, and a lot of truckers are joining in to try to support the farmers. And I'm going to ask you, please, to watch these videos. And as you watch these videos, understand that we are in a world war, not just country against country, but we have governments that are at war with their own people. And so you see the protests in Germany, which are huge, and you see the protests in France, which are very violent in some cases. And also, they're awful large. Understand that these group of people, this group of farmers, are having war waged at them. And so they're fighting back the only way they can. And so if you are a free citizen, if you are a free thinker, if you're a person that loves your freedom, understand that sometimes you have to fight for your freedom. And look at these brave farmers in Europe fighting for their freedom, your freedom, my freedom. And they have to be successful. Because if they take away all these farms, just look at the numbers of tractors, you'll see how many farms they're going to confiscate. And food prices are going to go through the roof. First of all, there's not going to be any food. And then when food returns under new ownership, of the big ag places, well, they can charge anything they want. They can put any kind of chemical in it they want. They can do anything because they'll have free reign. They will have destroyed the small farmer. And I can't stress enough that you have to watch some of these videos, if not binge watch, to really see how much this world is at war. We are in World War III, and there's going to be an awful lot of civil wars break out. Just look at the border between Mexico and Texas and look at the illegitimate Biden administration trying to make it illegal to defend our border. In what universe is that sane? I don't think it is sane anytime, anywhere. We have a president, supposedly, that is supposed to be commander-in-chief, and one of the main things the federal government is charged to do is to protect our borders. Now, I think Greg Abbott, the governor of Texas, is quite a few years too late. He's been governor for about 10 years, and I think that 
He's about 10 years too late, but at least he's doing something. There are some that I've heard that think it's a political ploy. They say, oh, it's just an election year stunt. Well, I'm here to tell you that it's not. Because I do believe there's things in the ether. And as you watch all these protests and you see what's happening at the borders of not only the United States, but the people that are floating over to the United Kingdom and the people who are crossing into Germany and all the other European countries by the millions, there is a huge war being fought. And I don't think it's a publicity stunt. And if Biden does something rash like he said he was going to do, he said that Texas would suffer the consequences. And if Biden would federalize or nationalize the Texas National Guard and make them federal troops, well, he could order those same troops to arrest the governor of Texas. Now, what's going to happen? I've spent a lot of time in Texas, and I know an awful lot of Texans. And I'm going to tell you something. If you start pushing a Texan, you better be prepared for one heck of a pushback. And so I stand with Texas. I stand with Governor Abbott. I stand with we the people. We have to defend our borders. And I see that the Oklahoma National Guard is going to go down and help the Texas National Guard. And the governor of my state, Jim Pillen, I don't know if he's going to pledge troops or not, but he is in support of Governor Abbott. And things are just going to spiral downhill. Now, I made a prediction over a year ago that when World War III really breaks out to where there's just no question, which I think it already has, but I guess when the major players really get after each other, I think you're going to see so much civil unrest and so many civil wars in almost every country on earth. That's why I tell people to prepare that's why I tell people that they have to protect their families. Because this isn't going to be a regionalized thing. And if you're in North America and you're a farmer, well, look at our future. Because I'm in agriculture. What you're seeing in Europe is our future. So do you want to quit planting this spring and spend the entire spring protesting and hauling manure to town to dump on the courthouse lawn? Well, I really don't want to do that, but if it comes down to it, I will. But we have to support the farmers over in Europe. We have to end this insanity. And the best way you can support these farmers is with your prayers. Because they are fighting for humanity. They're fighting for us. They're fighting for the free world. Now, I said I was going to talk about the small business owners. Do you think that... They're going to stop with farms if and when they take over all the farms. What's going to happen to your small business? Well, using the analogy that I used before about the deer in the scope of the hunter, well, the hunter is going to turn the scope on his rifle to you and your industry and your business. It's inevitable. What they're trying to do is get control of everything they can. Several years back, when the box stores started selling groceries, that was no accident. Not at all. They want the big box stores to control everything. My, my proof of that is that if you had the big box store that sells everything, and then next door you had a mom-and-pop's grocery store, 
Well, during the COVID scam, they would go in and close the mom-and-pop store because COVID lived in that store. But they were funneling people into the big box stores. Why did they do that? Simple. The big box stores have the political power and the money to influence or buy off or both all the corrupt politicians. And so mom and pop's business that doesn't have any money to pay anybody off millions or billions of dollars, well, they had to shut down. Some of them never reopened. But the big box stores, well, they could fork over the cash. And so the lawmakers, if you want to call them that, they made sure that they stayed open. They were essential. Now, i got to tell you right now, I do not support any big box store. I just don't go into them. I know a lot of people think that that's the only place they can get food or whatever, but I get by just fine, and I don't go to any box stores. I don't need them, and I don't miss them. And I do know that in the long run, I'm funding the enemy. If I go into a box store and give them a profit, they're going to take a part of that profit, and they're going to give it to groups like Black Lives Matter or some other communist group. They're going to support Antifa. They're going to give my money, the profit from my money anyway, to liberal communist-type politicians. And why would I want to fund people that want to destroy me and my way of life? Oh, I save a dollar. Well, is that what your pride is worth? Is that what your self-worth is, that you save a dollar to fund somebody that wants to hurt you? Think about that. We have to keep our small businesses open. Now, we can support them now, and we need to. We need to support every small business in our town. If you can't be an active customer, we'll at least learn about the business enough where you can refer them. We have a very thin line, folks. Very thin between us and basically being a slave. You might say, well, how would you be a slave? Well, if you have no power at all, none, then you're a slave. And when you have the big box stores and you have the big ag and the big pharma and all of these oligarchs that are part of the elites that are trying to ruin the planet, if you have to go to them for food and safety and all of your other needs, how safe are you? How safe is the food you're getting there? I know that I have trust issues, but I think that they're well-founded. And I hope that I wake some people up today to the fact that you cannot support the enemy and then complain about the enemy. If you complained about Black Lives Matter and you went to almost any fast food hamburger joint or a chicken joint, and you bought a chicken sandwich or you bought a hamburger or whatever the store you went to, if you went to any of the major chains, well, guess where part of your money went? It went to Black Lives Matter. Some of the restaurant chains even went so far as to package their food in black paper and serve you in a black cup, whether it be a soft drink or coffee. There was an awful lot of news made of major companies that were washing the feet of any black person that would walk into their business and giving millions and millions of dollars to a communist group, which is Black Lives Matter. 
So we have to understand that our world is at war. And the war is in your house. It is here. You may not see bullets flying, yet. You may not see nuclear flashes, yet. But look up at the chemtrails. Look at what the big box stores are doing with the profits you're giving them. You're just funding your own demise. And I don't know why anyone would do that. But yet there's a large group of people who are going to hear my words. And they're just going to run out and do what they always do. And support the businesses that really don't care about them. All they care about is the money that you give them. And none of these big box stores or these big businesses like that, they won't support they won't have your best interests at heart, ever. Whereas the small businesses know better. They know that if they take care of their customer, the customer will take care of them. Now, I'm not asking you to boycott big box stores. If you want to buy there, go ahead. But just understand that you're funding people that want to get rid of you. I've told people that, and they say, oh, well, they need customers. They need customers. They, they're, they're, they're not going to do anything like this. Well, just look at the facts. Look at who they donate to. And most of the people that own these big companies, they have enough money. What they want now is power. And getting back to the farmers, I said land is power. All of the oligarchs and all these people, they want to own every inch of earth. Remember, Agenda 2030, you will own nothing and be happy. And that includes a house, a little plot of land, a farm or a ranch, a small business, an office building, whatever you own, they want you not to own it. And so I'm going to ask, do you consider, at least my words, of not supporting the people that want your demise? I think that's a very reasonable thing for me to ask is that you at least consider it. Now I want to touch on the Texas situation at the border a little bit one more time. We have an out-of-control government. We have a very satanic, feeble-minded, illegitimate, horrible person who now occupies the office of the President of the United States. You might call him the occupier-in-chief. Why would he order the Border Patrol to go down and cut the razor wire and remove the fences that are protecting our country. We have records amount of fentanyl coming across our borders. I have heard that the drug cartels are active in all 50 states, and the drug cartels are coming across with all kinds of weapons. And I'm not saying just a few weapons, a lot of weapons. A lot of weapons and a lot of kinds of weapons. This is kind of off-topic, but I'm talking about food and cartels, so I'm going to put those two together. These cartels don't care if they're selling people or children for sex or drugs. They don't care what kind of drug they sell. They don't care if they sell illegal alcohol. They don't care as long as they make money. And these cartels are active in all 50 states. What would happen if farming is made illegal? or we have massive nuclear weapons exchanges and the economy of the United States collapses. 
and the only food that's available is, is obtained through food banks and other relief organizations. What do you think is going to happen? Well, of course, the cartels are going to swoop in and they're going to confiscate all the food. Or they just might buy the administrator because the cartels have millions of dollars. They can buy influence as well. But one way or another, the cartels will control the food. Who gets the food and how much they have to pay for it? Make no mistake that the cartels want to be major players on the world stage. They're doing everything they can to make sure that they are major players. And one of the ways they can do that is the black market. And if things get as bad as I think they're going to get, a lot of people are going to have to get food on the black market. That's why I've been stressing self-sufficiency for the last three years. You do not want to be in that position where you have to buy from a cartel just to feed your family. It's a no-win situation. What would cost $100 one week might cost $500 the next week just because the cartels feel like raising the price. And so we either have to protect what we have and cherish what we have and defend what we have, or else we are going to have to depend on, let's say, less than stellar people for our future. That's why I tell everyone, grow a garden or find somebody who will garden for you, buy seeds for them to plant, and maybe go help them weed their garden a couple of days a week in exchange for them growing you your food. Folks, we're at a crossroads. You're either going to be self-sufficient or you're not. And the more self-sufficient you are, the less you're going to be out on the street looking for what you need. And the less time you spend out on the street, the healthier and safer you're going to be. I don't know what we're going to see ultimately, but I really do feel from the bottom of my heart that we are all going to see things that we think are just incredible. We are going to see things in the United States and Canada that we would have thought was impossible for us to ever see. We have enough third-worlders now that have crossed the border that have brought the third-world mentality that it's not going to take much for gangs of third-world people to take over entire communities, possibly even entire states or regions. I think that we're going to be living in the middle of a turf war, and it's going to be real ugly. And you might still be one of those that say, well, we're America, we're the United States, that can't happen here. Well, I wish you were right, but I really think you're wrong. Because not defending our border was unheard of just several years ago. Letting all these people in was unheard of. Unleashing bioweapons, as in COVID. And you saw how fast that the doctors caved. They were bribed. They were given extra money if they said you had COVID. So someone would go in for a hangnail, and they would be diagnosed with COVID because the doctor made more money. We had the entire profession taint themselves, and frankly, I don't trust doctors. I know that I'm in an age that I'm going to have an awful hard time in just a few years of coping with some choices I'm going to have to make. But I'm going to tell you something. I think the doctors, right now, the profession is bought off. 
I know there's some good doctors and good nurses out there, and I wish I didn't feel this way, but during my research, I'm finding so much evil and so much in the medical profession that shouldn't be happening. I don't know why people are doing their best as far as in the medical profession. I don't know why they're doing their best to cover for the illegitimate Joe Biden administration and the World Health Organization and all these just crazy edicts that are coming down and all these policies that make no sense, like the mask and the social distancing. Like I said earlier, it's just insane. And so we're going to have to try to navigate through this insanity. And the best way you can do that is to take charge of your life and take charge of what you can take charge of. But make no mistake, World War III has started, and it's already trickling down to we the people. If you don't believe that, look at our border and look at the farmers' protests in Europe. Just those two things alone. And then if you want to, look at some videos, if you can stomach it, of little children being blown up in the Gaza Strip by an out-of-control Israeli government, whom I hope that someday they're held accountable for all the murder that's happening in the Gaza Strip. I know that God has given me eyes to see and ears to hear, and so I'm going to be telling you what I see and what I hear. And I'm also going to give you my two cents of what we need to do about it. Well, in a nutshell, get right with God and get self-sufficient. Be real careful of how you spend your money and who you spend it with. We've entered a new era, folks. The carefree days of yesterday are gone. I wish they weren't, but that's the way I see it. I'd like to thank you for tuning in today, and I would like to ask you to please consider donating to keep this program on the air. Donations of all sizes are accepted and very much appreciated. It's easy to do. I take checks, money orders, or cash, and you would write the check out to Thunderbolt West Media, and you would mail to Thunderbolt West Media, P.O. Box 163, P.O. Box 163, Hershey, Nebraska. Hershey, Nebraska. And the zip code is 69143. Again, I appreciate you listening today. And until next time, everyone, be safe. Get yourself informed of what's going on against the common people all throughout the world. Keep your powder dry. And never, ever forget, replace fear with faith. This is Jim Calhoun with the Living Off Grid Power and Information Show. The song Step Out on the Sea is performed by Brit Small and Festival. Thank you for listening to Thunderbolt West Media.